You are listening to Central Valley Hustlers, the podcast where business owners share their advice and experience to help aspiring entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Welcome to Central Valley Hustlers. My name is Jose Fausto, and I'm here at Besitos Fine Cuisine with co-owners Givia and Charles. Um, Givia and Charles, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Thank you. So Central Valley Hustlers is a series of conversations between myself and some of the business owners around town about some of the challenges they had to overcome or just their experience in opening up their own business. Um, and so to start off this conversation, can you tell us a little bit about what Besitos is um, and what do you provide to the community? Well, let's start it off as a meal prep company and bringing healthy meals to our clients is kind of turning into more of a place to be as far as like even having breakfast or pretty soon dinners and stuff like that too. We started off, we had a a studio, training studio with boot camps and training and stuff like that and our clients were having problems with diet, with food and stuff like that. So with that, we came up with a solution to help them, you know, reach their goals, their fitness goals. And it's like, okay, so here's these meals, here's the food, here's how much you're supposed to eat this, here's 21 meals that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And pretty much word got out of what we were doing and not saying we became an overnight sensation, but overnight we went from making 20 meals just for our clients to people are requesting over like eight, 900 meals. And so we look at each other, we're like, well, we can't really do the George Foreman girl at home anymore and, and help our client. We gotta kind of, you know, we gotta kind of be legit with this stuff. So, you know, looking around at places, it's funny too, because here we found this place, this, you know, we found Besitos, we found this place downtown Manteca. And when we first got here, we weren't even using it for a restaurant. We were literally still just using it to cook for people, cook cook the healthy meal prep and do the meal prep thing. You know, we, we it's funny, it was almost like we would sneak into here, we kept the paper on the on the on the windows and we didn't want nobody to know that we were here. Yeah. You know, we had the paper on the windows, we would look around, we would sneak in with you know, we go to Costco, get the food or you know, and we would just sneak in here and we would cook, 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 cook and um you know, clients would come and pick up their meals here at the restaurant, but we didn't want people thinking we were a restaurant. Mm. So with the meal preps, you know, during the summer, you know, during the beginning, or how do you say, like January, February, you know, beginning of the year, yeah. it's all... Everybody wants to diet. Everybody uh, wants to start, you know, be healthy. Yeah, and, yeah that's And that's true. when our, we get a good amount of meals. It's the peak, the peak time it, that, and then even during the summertime too, it helps with people, you know, on the go. Vacations and stuff like that, they want to get... The summer body. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, eat our meals, get some maps, and, you know, get ready for the pool parties and yeah. all that stuff. But what happens is once, you know, October comes, it slows down. November comes, it starts to slow down because... Come December, nobody really wants to eat healthy because of all the Christmas parties. True. It's the end of the year. You got Christmas parties coming up. You got, um, you know, people are trying to go out and eat, go out and drink with their friends, celebrate, and all that stuff. So it's slowed down. So we kind of looked at each other and like we need to do something. So we're like, oh, duh, we have a restaurant. <laughs> we 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 actually have a restaurant. We actually are are using this place to its full capacity. So. We were looking for something very simple, but someone something that everybody likes. And we were like, well, everybody likes waffles. Nobody needs to eat breakfast. Yeah, and nobody's gonna say no to a gourmet waffle. Yeah, and we exactly. have to come out with good ideas with a waffle. And different flavors. Flavors with it, and it's easy with a waffle. You can do anything when you want. Yeah, and I also think that you guys made a big shift in Manteca where you know your location, Besitos here where we're at right now, is in downtown, one of the busiest streets of Manteca. But it's also, it's you know, most restaurants are just a, you go inside a room and that's where you sit down, but you have almost half of your building is outside and half of it is inside, where you have a patio, where you have that outdoor environment to it. 
um, and you've provided some sort of you know brunches from Friday to Sunday, right? And then the meal plans for the rest of the week. So it's yes. a big shift from your local businesses in downtown. It is. It is. It's um, that's what it caught me in my eye, and we were going back and forth with the the building. He, uh, uh, with yes, the we owner, were. And we were <laughs> yes, not we reading were. with the price, mm. and I was like, okay, never mind, I can find something else. And I told him, in two weeks, we don't find anything, I'm going back because I love the backyard. I love when this place was really pretty, yeah. and I go, the things that I, we can do with that, I, it's like, it's an infinity of things that we can do. Yeah. It's, endless, it's up to us, and it's up to us what we want to do. It's like an open book, we can start a story and we can just write it right now. From my prep meals, from my, the food that we're, that we love cooking. And that's the thing. I love cooking and I love doing this every day. This is not like a hard work. It's hard work because we have to do like 14 hours of um, of working, you you know. Prepping, cooking, cleaning. And you enjoy it. But I enjoy the cooking. It's, It's each plate that I serve. And I love how the, the prepping and the, the way they look, the people coming in, how happy it is. And I go, I'm actually building this up. And the best thing is, is for nothing. This was an empty space. Downtown is a big empty space. <laughs> yeah, literally. Downtown Manteca has a lot of room to grow. Yes. Yeah, but touching on the point of you know the passion and the enthusiasm you bring into the restaurant, uh, a lot of business owners talk about that of where you know sometimes starting their business or you know continuing their business they go through some really hard times but it was always that passion and that enthusiasm that they had for whatever they were selling or they, they were providing to customers that really made it made it happen for them to go through those hard times it's a drive that you get yeah, because you exactly. love what you do and it's like nothing it just comes from the, from the heart mm-hmm. it does it's just and you build it from there it's like everything comes easy and it's it's not you're not against the wave it's something that you go with it so it's with a flow of what you love and that's why i see it you know obviously we're going to go through things that you know everybody does especially small business that we have to do but it's much easier when you love something it's much much easier when you have the passion for it it's like having a baby. Yeah. You go through so many <laughs> things with kids. It's the same thing when you go through it with yeah. kids, but you love them so much that you don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. You know, that's how you, I see it because I'm a mom. Yeah. I don't know you, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't have Charles, you know, Yeah, so I guess when we come in and the pipes are backed up, oh, I'm gonna change the baby diaper. It's funny, like we, I mean, literally it was, it was, I don't think people realize exactly how old um, downtown Manteca is, downtown buildings, downtown pipes. I mean, these buildings were like back in what, 50s, 60s? I think so, I think so. You know, and they're not even, they weren't, I think this actually used, somebody said this used to be a house. Really? They mm-hmm. said it used to be a house and wow. I mean, this used to be a room, this used to be, the, it's it's crazy how they were they were explaining it, but um, you know, you, you run into, back to what, you know, problems happen we had to actually close for a day because the what the sinks the the, the it was the water just wasn't going down yeah the pipes. It, the pipes the pipes the water wasn't going down and everything and it's like mm-hmm. oh no you know we have stuff like that sometimes um the electricity. Oh, the electricity one. Oh, so like the electrical in this building is old. Not only that, it's like the out. We don't have that many outlets. Yeah. So you got your refrigerator on one outlet, but as soon as you plug in a toaster, that whole wall goes dead, <laughs> and you're like, okay, we got to close. We got to get oh, no. electrician over yeah. here. We got to get this fixed because we got you know all this food we just got, and it's these little things that you know. They're big deals, but they're not really big deals. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, oh, we just got to fix that. We just got to fix this. And, you know, that's one of the challenges we come through because, I mean, I never owned a restaurant. I've never, you know, I don't know what to do. And she, you know, how many restaurants did you do before this? I did. I have my own other business, but. But both of you had business experience. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have a restaurant, but you had business experience. So do you think. That was very helpful in starting the restaurant, it, that experience? It does, oh. it does. It does that, um, 
you. I think because we're workers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're always working. We're all, I'm all, I said that. We're always working. It's all fun. <laughs> no, we're always we're, we're just hustlers. We work hard. We push. I don't like. I hate the word entrepreneur. Yeah. I do not want to call me an entrepreneur. Why is that? Why do you hate entrepreneur? It? You know what? It's a trendy. If if you say you're an entrepreneur, it's 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 a title. And you know, I guess I was I was raised, I, you know, I was raised. You work hard to get what you want. You're working hard to get what you want, and you prove yourself and you prove your worth. But I guess that's being an entrepreneur. You know, it, it's it's just a word. I, I think I don't want to get labeled as. I want to be labeled as. Wow, he's hustling. He's working hard. He's making his dreams come true. You know, and that's something we talk about too. It's like we, not something that I I regret not doing. As far as like the social media aspect goes, because you go online, oh, everybody's an entrepreneur, everybody's a public figure, everybody's a title, they're a title, and you got all these titles, but it's like you know. What, I always think that you have to put the work to call yourself something. Exactly. And it's not overnight, and you have you have to walk the streets, sweat the, the run, and then you to, then you yeah. can call yourself whatever you know, like a doctor. You go through schools and and a bunch of other stuff that you have to go through licenses and stuff, and then you call yourself a doctor. Doing well, the same thing, like I have to go through this, and then maybe I would I deserve to call myself whatever a title I want but I think I have to pay for it and I'm not talking about money so maybe it is that the, just the title entrepreneur mm-hmm. people are labeling it too fast and too yeah, easily too on themselves easy, yeah. and it's not a lot of um, they don't have a lot to show for that yeah uh, yeah that's yeah that's, that's, that's kind of a thing I mean we, we well we kind of had a couple businesses to show we could say we're entrepreneurs I mean like, <laughs> fitness yeah. studio you're hustlers got, well I still got the photography studio yeah. our family still owns the printing promoting marketing company we got this restaurant breakfast meal prep thing going now and there's so, so many things that we're gonna still do like, yeah we're not even done yet you know yeah. we're, we haven't even begun you know, see there's a phone see people <laughs> people trying to people trying to order and seeing if we're open right now so let's uh, let's back up a little bit to before you opened up the doors for the restaurant right which is to be correct me on this it's from friday to sunday Thursday. Thursday to Sunday. Well, now it's Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Once upon a time, it was those days and those times and these hours. And it's, 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 it goes back to like what we're saying. We've never owned a restaurant. You kind of, one of the things you learn is like, okay, who's going to come and eat and at what times and what kind of food? And we were thinking, wow, you know what? The Manteca High kids are going to be walking by at this time. Let's have breakfast ready for them. They just come in, grab and go. You know, breakfast sandwiches ready, coffee ready, you know. Did that work out? No. Oh my gosh, we were downtown is really slow. Nobody wants to it's it's they're so used to going to this outside franchises and everything that's outside of the city. You know, like McDonalds and stuff like that. That it's easier for them, close to the freeways because they're leaving out of town because they're working, you know, commuting and you know, stuff like that. So um we learn, we, we, and we're still learning, and it doesn't mean that later on we're not going to have those hours because yeah. you never know. Right. They, we have to change with whatever it comes. We need Medica to is going to grow and it's evolving, and we have to do the same thing. It doesn't mean that we're not going yeah, to do it. Because even I mean, because even when we talk, when you think about it, some restaurants are closed on Tuesdays if they're doing breakfast because everyone's at work. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts work on Monday through Friday or this and that. So we kind of, as far as like timing goes, we kind of think, okay, so like what when, about the people that work four days a week? They work four tens Monday through Thursday. They're going to come in on Fridays. And we, our Fridays are starting to get busy. Our Fridays it's are like, technically turning into our Saturdays. So today was a busy day. Today was actually a, a busy Friday. Um, we open on Thursdays because we do the meal prep too. So sometimes people will forget their meals. They'll forget to buy meals to pick up on Mondays. And then Thursday gives them an opportunity to get that last minute grab and goes and stock up for the weekend. So that way they can stay on track with their meals for the weekend and stuff like that. So Thursday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon, it's a pretty comfortable time to where we're not sitting here. Because if we were open, we tried being open to what, two? We were trying. We were trying. Oh, yeah. We tried a nine to two with a lunch menu, and I'll tell you, there was the time where 
it's 11.30, our last customer comes at 11.30 and nobody walks it through our door until like 1.45. So nobody comes downtown for lunch. Nobody wants to walk over here. Nobody wants to. And we had good food. My Philly cheese fries was really good. <laughs> Everybody liked those. I'm, I'm, I might bring those back on the menu. Philly cheese fries. So, you know, it's a, it's a restaurant, uh, meal planning. How did it all happen? How was it that both of you decided, all right, let's work on this together. Let's do meal plans. Destiny. Destiny. It's weird? It's weird because I didn't know this. I just met him. Like, uh, I was not really yeah, yeah, tell the story. Together. Tell the story. Let's, let's hear so, this. So, um, <laughs> I was at his house and I'm thinking, oh, can I ask your sister to borrow the KitchenAid, the, the blend, not the blender. The mixer. The mixer. And he goes, that's not my, that's not my sister, that's mine. Oh, And I'm like, okay. what were you doing with one of those things? I had a KitchenAid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was and my kitchen. Me, she thought it was my sister. She's I like, your goes, I was like, no, that's mine. And I go, why, why would you want that? Because do you like cooking? He goes, well, once upon a time, I want to be a chef. Oh. And I go, really? And I, I always cooked. I, I was raised with my grandmother, who my whole background, Spanish and Italian. So at my house, we used to make my own pasta from scratch. And I was to her hip. Everywhere she goes, I was there. And I learned cooking since I was a baby. And I started cooking since I was eight. So, and I was like, that's kind of weird. And then we start kind of cooking and well, then the prepping food. Yeah, well, when I, when I was a kid too, it's like mom and dad, um, they were working a lot. They worked a lot. So, you know, the siblings got to, you know, be siblings, kind of take care of each other. So, I mean, mom's mom taught me some things, pops taught me some things, and then even like my grandfather taught me a lot of more like grilling and steaks and making like dinners and stuff like that. You know, mom and dad, here's basic crack an egg, make some scrambled eggs and toast, whatever. But my grandfather, like, when we would um, stay over at his place or at grandma and grandpa's, because you know, we were kids, he was always cooking dinner for us and grilling and so I'm watching like how he does it, how he seasons the meat, what he does for side dishes. Um, one of the things he used to always make me love was uh, was cherry, cherry Jubilee, I think it's what it's called. And he would put the brandy in the cherries and he would light it on fire and then you get that flame and he pours it over like the ice cream. And to me, when, as a kid, that was, like, that was the coolest thing. So yeah. nowadays, <laughs> if you ever come in and you see us make a drunken monkey, it's kind of like in honor of my grandfather because of the of the liquor that we put in there and then we light it up and we flame it all together and stuff like that. So, you know, that's kind of where I started. And then in high school, um, you know, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the culinary schools in San Francisco. I'm looking at this stuff and, you know, I'm taking cooking class. And then, um, I don't know, just things things kind of just changed. You know, as, as, as a kid, as a student, sometimes it just takes like one, I almost said, I almost said an F-bomb, I was like, oh, it's a family, <laughs> family interview, gotta be good, but it almost takes one, it's, it sucks because it sometimes just takes one moment to like change a whole kid's, out, kids outlook on what they wanted. So in the cooking class, the teacher kind of said stuff that made me feel I wasn't good enough to be a cook. Mm -hmm. So then the whole dreams about going to culinary school and doing all that stuff, I just, okay, well, I guess I'm never gonna be good enough. So instead, I mean, it, and it was just, it was just dumb, I guess you could say. But me, challenge me, please. Tell me I can't do it. <laughs> I'm over here gonna get, I'm just, I'm just gonna go eat my feelings in the corner over here. <laughs> I'm not a good cook. Like, you told me. <laughs> Gibby's like, no, not me. Like, like, if someone tells me I can't run that, at three miles I run nine. But that's because my background, you know, like I needed to survive. And surviving meant a lot to me, like, what else can you do? There's no if. It's like you have. To. Yeah. Like you forget about the ifs. You dump those things and move them outside, and then you have to do it. And that's what my whole life is always have to do it, and take the good, the bad, to create good. Yeah. And you do. You have to. And it's makes it like a challenge, and I love that. But now we'll see whether or not that teacher is ever gonna, you know, come and eat here. No, little, no, uh, little would they know <laughs> that they had a, a student here. The schools from the 
what is it, Maria's school? Oh, B-Tex. B-Tex comes yeah. in there, there's chefs that they teach kids, uh -huh, yeah. and they love his chicken. Well, it's, you know, I, I'll say one of the, cool, so, well, I guess to redeem myself from that little that <laughs> you know, I think one of the coolest things we get here is that, um, and I'm glad they tell me later on, but when we get chefs come here, or we get, they come here to eat our food. They're coming in here to, to try our food, you know. Because, yeah. you know, we, we go out and eat at other places too. I don't like cooking all the time. So, yeah. you know, so it's like, oh yeah, chefs go and eat other places too. But when you get a chef coming in here and people who have just been in the industry for decades and own their own restaurants or run their own, and they're coming in here and they're saying, your guys' food is great, it's amazing, you're depleting the, the like, that's a comp, that's like, wow. I, I really sit back and like, wow, this like five-star chef, four-star chef or whatever likes my chicken and waffles. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> you do. know what I mean? And, and that's do. kind of... That's it's rewarding, kind of, yeah. It's it kind of um, not an ego boost, but it's almost like a confidence booster. Like, wow, you're doing things right. Don't change a thing because you're doing the right thing. And that's one thing that um, I always question because my food is too different. From mantika, it's, it's something that they don't, they don't, they're not used to it. Yeah. It's not a regular breakfast menu. It's not a franchise Denny's IHOP. And it's not a, like so when I cook and I have my ingredients that they're not used to it, I question it a lot. And then I go, no, that's me. That's changing myself that's and what, what I are, believe. Huh? And I said, so I stop that feeling. I stop hearing. I don't want to hear it and I don't want to see it because I go, that's not going to change me. And I'm like, no, because if people don't like basil or they don't like my garlic and the Mediterranean the thing, then I go, this. that's why there's so many restaurants and choices because if they don't like this, they can change, go and find something that they, and they're welcome to. Mm -hmm. And if they love this, they will come back to us. Very true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, it's your food is you. Yeah. And, you know, if they like it, they'll be they'll come back. Yeah. But so you mentioned the KitchenAid mm -hmm. and you thought it was weird. <laughs> what happened after that? So that's when we start like, OK, so I, and I always like question that. I question me and him mm -hmm. like this is the weirdest thing. We're so different. And I was like, and I go, okay, I'm not going to fight it. And that's what I said to myself. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to question it. And I don't know why. I'm just going to go with it. And from there, since that day, we always building up. Obviously, we're going to have bad days because it's stressful and stuff. But the chemistry is very good. And I tell him this. I'm the luckiest person ever to find a person next to me working hard, the hours, the money that I can feel comfortable and the passion to build all this. You can't find that. Not even in marriage sometimes you can't yeah, find that. That's very difficult. <laughs> it, it, it is difficult. And for us to have this, it's really good. And I say tiny little things that we're going to argue about meaningful that's like that's get over it we're gonna be five minutes or whatever we get angry and then okay we're done let's go and that's the easy it's so easy for us it's so and it's just a flow and I since then I never question it I don't even I don't hear it and I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true that's how I feel I don't know about you I mean is this KitchenAid in a glass box somewhere or something <laughs> I, I mean this this is a big kitchen part I yeah. was making so much stuff with that thing. <laughs> funny story like, about do have funny it. story it's actually here it is true and we do have it here holy crap wow. that's funny the funny story about that KitchenAid it was only 10 bucks and back in the day, there was this place called Mervyn's, folks. Yes, Mervyn's. I'm going to bring back Mervyn's. <laughs> and it was a discounted one. One, I mean, it was like a four or $500 thing, but I found one, and the tag it rang up for $10. And I was like, I was like, is this a misprint? They're like, no, this thing is $10. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy another one. You know, let me get another one, 20 bucks for two, but the other one rang up. So... Of course I kept one and then I gave one to, um, um, I think I gave it to my grandfather. 
think I left it at Grandpa's house. So I ended up buying two that day. But this, it's it's funny because you know, back in the day too, I'm I'm just watching like Food Network. You know, Emerald, Mario Batali. You know, I'm watching all these Food Network people too. Food Kitchen. You know, I'm looking at my kitchen aid. I'm on the couch with my kitchen aid. I'm like, that's going to be you. You know, that's, we're going to be big stars And you were thinking day. about getting a beer. No, no. You didn't have a beer back then. No, I had no beer back then. I think I had a little goatee. I looked more like uh, Guy Fieri back in the day. Yeah. If anything, the blonde hair and the, and the goatee. And everything. Oh, I, I, I Seriously, I got pictures too. I'll show you. Um, but it was, it was always... You know, everybody watches Food Network, but I really watched Food Network. I watched all those shows, and it's always I've always been into food. I've always been into food and everything. And I was I always loved to cook, stuff like that. Mine was I always cater. I don't know why they always oh give ya those cooking and so they always assign me cater. Yeah, like they always. She'll make something. Yeah. Hey, oh, let's go over to their house. Give me what's going to cook. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, everybody's like, no. Ten people come. later. Yeah, no, that's how it was in my house. They, everybody was coming to my house just because of the food. Wow. And, and it was just all Love the time. Yeah. All the time. And I'm all, okay, so next time, you guess everybody, like, once a time, they're going to take me out because <laughs> I was cooking. No matter where. Charles, you've lived in Manteca for almost the rest of your life. And Pretty give you when did you move to Manteca? Oh, God. I think like 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I moved from the Bay Area. Originally came from Guatemala when I was 10. Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> and then um, stayed there since, I don't know, like, yeah. 27, 28, and accumulated, yeah, for like 15 years. So did both of you meet once you moved to Manteca, or was it a couple years no, after that? No. That was a long time, I yeah. think. Yeah. No, I met I've only Charles. Known you. I've only known you for a couple couple months. <laughs> it's, only, it's only been a few years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five years, but you've already opened the studios. You've worked together we're on different things? No, the, the studio, we opened it together. He was my trainer. No, let me tell you this story. This is this is my time to tell a story. So, <laughs> so a local gym, we'll go on name. You know, I was, I was just, you know, people, and I, ah, this is going to sound so cocky or whatever, but when I work out, and I go to gyms, I kind of look like I know what I'm doing. And this is true. I did see them the the (laughs) night before this interview. I saw them at the gym. (laughs) I know, it's funny because we were were up in Republic. I was like, oh, who's here? And and it's like, you know, I always get people coming up to me and asking tips or how'd you get so big? And I'm over here like, I'm not that big. But everybody's asking me questions about training, lifting, Mm -hmm. dieting, supplement, you know, all this stuff. And, you know... This is no different, I guess, because she wanted the one day her and her sister, actually her sister came up to ask me about training and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't really do training anymore, but okay, we could work something out. Um, so I just started training her and her sister. And then next thing you know, like two or three other people started seeing, oh, hey, he trains these people and he knows what he's doing because this place didn't have trainers. They didn't have nobody there who knew what to do and actually I was changing literally, a lot and I was changing a lot literally didn't know what to do so I'm over there and, and you know I got these people coming to me and doing this and then one of these days she says you're so good at what you do you need your own place and I'm like no <laughs> I'm like no nope nope I don't want to do it I, I, I used to rent space at a, at a gym a long time to go and train clients and do stuff like that but then she says oh you need your own place you're that good what are you doing here yeah what were you doing there as a professional your profession what were you doing you know I was just at that point in my life I was just I think I was like working temp agencies warehouse jobs basically whatever I could do to pay the bills while doing photography and training people on the side okay literally I was a lost puppy I was so, <laughs> but that's what I was at that time. It's like you know, I, I used to have, you know, it's it's kind of you know, you look back at stuff and it's like, wow, once upon a time I was eating like 
and I posted this up too, I think, and I'm not gonna, I'm glad it's not a, a video because my eyes might start watering up us a little bit, but you know, once upon a time you're eating like dollar store food. Yeah, well, I don't want to say that's why I'm a good chef too, because I can make a good, I can make a seven course meal out of five bucks at a dollar store, a dollar tree. But you know, one day you're you're eating like you're just looking at dollar store food and just eating and surviving, and then you know there was a time I, I sat out back. You made me, you made me something. I think you made me like some egg. You made me in a Mediterranean. You brought it out there, and I'm sitting out back in the courtyard, just looking at what we worked so hard to get, and eating like food, and I'm like, wow. You know, this is what it looks like when you don't give up and you work hard and you go follow your dreams and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, going back to like how this whole evolved, started off with, she need, I need my own studio. And I said, no, I swear to God, three, four months later, we're signing a lease. We're getting equipment. I mean, Givia's over here. She's looking at, um, what was that website? The, um, Pinterest. She's Pinteresting things on how the place should look, and, Love it, yeah. and we're looking at equipment. I always do. Um, I take the picture, print it out, and staple it in a, a board. And I did all the whole board. That's how what, I you know. Look, that's, and I go, this is high So you look. printed the Pinterest board. She's literally an actual board. It was no. the funniest thing too, because if you looked at her board and you looked at our studio, it was literally that there was a green strip of grass that we used on one side for pushing the sled and flipping tires, and then on the other side was blacktop with the weights and then look at her little wall thing and I'm like oh there's the grass and there's this oh there's my desk and there's you know so I always I always think that if you perspection of life and you focus on that it's gonna come like even right now what I do is like we use a square app square app is my register but I can see my numbers how much we're doing how, how much we do and how many yeah. chicken and waffles or whatever <laughs> so i leave it i don't do instagram i don't do facebook when i'm focusing on my thing but i'm focusing on my numbers and i see oh i have this much today in the register i need 200 dollars more put the my my phone away and i go okay let's go and i start cooking bringing people in and out because i know if they eat fast I bring more people in and more money in my pocket. And I always visualize it. Like, this is how much I want it. And when I see my goal, okay, I can make $200 more. And I visualize that. So you, yeah, yeah, so you're a visualizer. You yeah. like to visualize yes, things. Yes. And wow. I know that if I focus on that, it comes easily and it comes in a float for me. Yeah. That's how it works for me. So that's the thing that I always did. And the same thing with the board. Have my board and like okay I want this 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 and I put in the board and little by little you go through goals like okay this is done this is done on my board this is done and at the end you have the whole picture it's like a whole book it becomes a life yeah. She's going to do that for the courtyard pretty soon yes yes and that yes. courtyard it's going to be like here's and this that's not that. just just for physical things you can even do it for you for yourself, like if I want it. For your own goals, yeah. Yeah, my own goals, even my body. Like, okay, I want certain things. I work on this and I look the best picture that I like a girl, that I, someone that I, not boy, but that I think inspire. inspire. And I say, <laughs> okay. And I don't even see her face because I don't want to see her face. I want my face there. <laughs> you cut it off. Yeah, you yeah. cut the face off. And that's what I visualize it, and I go, okay, six pack. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm going on. for. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, you both of your, you know, your relationship between both of you has grown ever since you've met. You know, worked on the studio, did the meal plan. Um, you know, that was when out the roof, and you're like, okay, I need to do like a brick and mortar place, right? We need a bigger kitchen. Yeah. He got always said, he always said, what's next? Are we going to open a restaurant? No, I know, because I was, that, she's no, just like, you need your own, I know, that's, that's the funny part, because she's like, you need to get your own place. I don't want to have a studio. Next thing you know, we got a studio. Oh, we need to get our own place for the restaurant and doing all the meal preps. No, I don't want to be a cook. I don't want to be a chef. I don't want to own a restaurant. Next thing you know, we're like... Jesus, five stars on Yelp, all the way across the board, and one of the hottest. You're one of the hottest places in Mandela. Yeah, that's I don't for sure. I and say one of the hottest. <laughs> but I mean, and we, this is just the beginning because yeah. it's something that I, there's things that you know, and I always tell him, 
and I know that we're gonna do very good. This is just the beginning. Pretty soon she's gonna say, we should open up another location. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to open up another location. Franchise business. Next, you know? Next thing you know, well, we were talking about places where Miami. Yeah. Miami, Las Vegas, Besitos on the La Playa, Besitos on the Beach. Besitos on the Beach. I know. Kisses on the Beach. And I've had some people in Vegas express, and even down south, actually. You look at my Facebook page, and I'll post up a picture of our meal preps, and people are like, why can't you be here? Why can't you be there? Why can't you be here? I'm getting a lot of people from Vegas trying to um, get us to do something out there as far as the meal preps and the breakfast, because the food's just, it just looks so good, and, you know, it tastes good too, but it would be fun and interesting to, I don't want to say franchise, but open up another location somewhere, not in California. Or not in the 209, not in, you know. That's a future plan. That's it. Or maybe. No, no, we're not going to say that. No, we're not going to say that. Yeah. Um, But I've also noticed that, you know, a lot of the help that you're getting here is family. I mean, do you have people helping you that are not family? Or has it always just been almost a family business? It's always been family. Right now we're doing the kids, the the school kids. Right now we're using, uh, so BTEC is a school here in town that's, how do I explain BTEC? BTEC is, is something, well, here's a prime example because we just talked about it. BTEC is something that I wish we had back in my day. That moment where I was wanted to be a chef and then something happened and it totally ruined me. This school is basically a great confidence booster and helps kids to go the route that they want to go. If they want to be a chef, they could go be a chef. If they want to be a photographer, they could be a photographer. I think they also have like graphic designing course. They have a lot of different programs within the school. They have designers school. for clothing, fashion, they, they, fashion. They have a lot of different things and you're not gonna waste your time as, as a kid. You're not gonna waste your time being somewhere you don't want to be because you're gonna be there learning the stuff that you want to do and being put in that position. And what they do is that they do internships or mentorships. And actually, when I, it's funny because when I was there the other day, I almost picked up another kid for a photography mentorship. This girl's 17, she's already doing senior portraits and weddings and and I'm over here looking like, why well, you're kind of doing more work than I am right now as far as photography goes, good. You know, she, she does great stuff. She hasn't done studio lighting, so I might talk with the school and maybe get her some hours to come and learn that but the school they'll get the students hours and they want the students to go and work at businesses and do stuff like that to start learning the trades that they want to get into and one of the other things too is with the school what needs to be done is what would, and what would also be great is if the school would team up with like like when we first opened and not knowing what we were doing and just us and if we had the help the school would have been perfect the school would be perfect to get with small businesses who are just starting up and you get those kids to start getting the experience building up the business which also helps the community because the business is going to grow I can't imagine if we would have had like two or three kids when we first started helping with the chopping, helping with the prepping of the meals, and even here in the kitchen doing like breakfast when we first started. We would be like three, four times the size we are now. We probably would have had a second location by now. And that's one of the great things about the school is that they have, they they do really great things with their kids. They push them to do good. And some of the stories you hear about these kids and their success it's just awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's it's the awesome. only that's the only person here so, that's a family yeah, we, that we have. We had her as an internship for I don't remember how many weeks. You can About say about a month cuz they have to do they do like, like 40 hours. 40 hours of um, of internship and then you can have the choice of like hiring and she's one of the seniors of the school so she's really good and we hire her. So she works uh, Fridays and the weekends for us. That's awesome. Yeah, That's and it's yeah. just teaching her not just the cooking part, but the manage of you need to start managing people. Like if you right now, she's gonna hire me another internship. So what she's gonna do is her and her and Chef Andrew. Oh, uh-huh. she's gonna get the experience. Yeah, so yeah. she's gonna go and choose like 
five people and interview those five people and see who is going to get the internship from us. Yeah. But I'll, we want her to, her to do it and deal with the person so she can learn how to manage others, not just herself. Because yeah. they're so used to uh, being tell, told what to do because they're working with the chef. So they wait for them to, you have to do this, 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 instead of like, okay, I'm doing whatever I need to do and, you know, prep everything. So now it's the second step for her. Yeah, so, I mean, they're used to not having the autonomy and being always told what to do, as you mentioned, and you're giving them that experience of, okay, here's how you guys can help us, but at the same time, here's some bigger responsibilities that you're gonna take. She started from awesome. the beginning with us. She started from, okay, I'm telling you what to do and this is what you're gonna do. So now it's like- Here's how to make a waffle. So now, now it's her time for say, this is what I need to do. And then I have to manage the person. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So, and she's only 16. So to me- She has her own catering company too. She she catered. Oh, she, she? Oh. she catered an event for the, was a school principal or something like that. And it's funny because we didn't know about this. We're like, wait, what? You know, we went to visit the school and they told us, yeah, she did a great catering job and this and that. And, you know, it's like, wow, that's pretty awesome. This, She took the initiative. This kid has that drive and that initiative to go and, you know, actually do her own catering and cater a party. And that's, that's like me. When I that's, yeah, that's how, that's how you were. Well, that's how you still are. But, you know, that's, that's just so something. So my story was... You know how years ago that you can bring actually food at the schools? You know, like it's a birthday and a potluck. That's how you guys call yes. it, potluck. And so I did taquitos. And the teacher goes... <laughs> she was hustling. So I was the taquitos and I brought them for to share. And my teacher goes, oh, wow, who, who makes those? And I didn't want to say it was me. So because my mom did. Because she sells them and I'm like, what do you mean sell? Like you to buy? And she goes, yeah. I go, yeah, we do. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was the ones you were making. It was, I was making it and I keep telling my mom, no, I need to buy more chicken because it's another potluck. And she didn't know why I was doing so many potlucks. But I was, whatever she was paying me, I was buying more chicken and I was bringing it and I was cooking them myself yeah. and I was selling it. And I was in sixth grade. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you would have been a hustler by trade. Yeah, I was maybe, I was maybe slagging like bubble gum and candy bars we no, had the swings I, when I was in third grade yeah. she's over here bringing her own little tamale card or whatever <laughs> making taquitos selling them at the school I was like I didn't know $20 I go $20 I was so excited <laughs> come so, back got any more of those taquitos <laughs> how many meals do you make a week the meal plans how many of those do you think you're making it's it's funny because it, it all varies and depends um We've done over a thousand before, a thousand meals for the week. I um, mean, that's kind of the average. We're we're above a thousand, thousand meals for the week. With 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 this place, we kind of know what we can and can't do. We can't. Well, <laughs> let me let me rephrase that because I just said can't, and she's standing right next to me. <laughs> she'll say yes, we can. Yes, we can. I could say I can't do a five thousand meals in a day or a weekend or and whatever. And it's not because we, can't we cannot, it. it's because it's just the place is so small. Our, our restaurant is so small. We don't have the, we don't have the capacity to hold that much food. Frigid. The refrigerators, and that was something we kind of learned too when we were first starting as, wow, we need another refrigerator. We need this, we need that. And then it's not just the, where to put the food. It's like, we don't have the electricity for it. <laughs> and there's no food. That was one of the things we really learned, you know, with, with, with our business and what we do, as far as the meal prep goes, you know, you're never going to be satisfied. You always want more. And you always want, you know, but let's get more clients. But there's limits on the, the building. Right. But that doesn't mean that um, the make... restaurant is not going to grow. Because yeah. the restaurant part, it's infinity there. Right now, we're so proud of, like, we're going to buy new equipment. Yeah. We're going to get rid of that stove that we bought. It's <laughs> limited what we do. And oh, we're gonna, yeah, yeah. So you're going to invest it into more, yeah. better equipment. Yeah. So. It's, well, it's funny. There's, a, there's an episode of Anthony Bourdain, and he went to a place in New York. And this is one of the things that I was, I just, I saw this up a long time ago. And he went to this, it was a trendy, hip place to go in New York, because you know how the city is in New York and all this stuff, 
The guys were cooking on an electric stove. The electric stoves, the ones with the burners that you turn them on and they're red and you can just brand yourself if you hit it wrong. And that's what they were cooking the food on. They were cooking on a stove like that, not a commercial kitchen stove, not a seven, eight thousand dollar stove with a flat top and a grill. It was literally the same stove I had when I was in an apartment in my early 20s. And I was like, wow. And that just shows you could do anything you want. With what we're doing here, I mean, give it, she's like she's like MacGyver with, with the stuff that she has. I mean, she can make like, yeah, now back to what I was saying, I can make a five course meal with $3 at the dollar store and do that stuff. We learned so much with, and what we could do with so little that when we get good stuff to work with, we're gonna be unstoppable. And that's the thing I always said. I'm never gonna complain where I came from or what I didn't have because that taught me that so little we can make so much. I go in mind when I have all my tools. Yeah. It's not gonna be anything. It's and it's gonna be flowed so easily because I learned so from the bottom. Like I just it's all the experience. Yeah. <laughs> like I did fire with the two rocks and now I have my lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Literally. It's a funny metaphor, yeah. yeah. Really sticks together. Yeah. 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 She has a flamethrower. <laughs> she has Noise. a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. But now, like, just watch me. I can burn you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, so, what, you know, now to start kind of wrapping this up a little bit, you know, what is the biggest part of your business so far? Is it still the meal plans or is it the restaurant? Now it's equal. Really? Now it's evened out. You know, it's, it's funny. The, the restaurant, it's a line in the weekends that it's 45 minutes wait. We have... The not restaurant coming. part, we have... Yeah, not going <laughs> bang that door down. The restaurant part... Like she says, we, I mean, I would, it's about two weeks ago, I, I had to go out to the car. We don't open till nine. And it was like 8.35. And then I had to go out to the van and grab something. I get out there and I'm looking, there's like a line of cars already parked for people waiting for us to open. And everything, I was like, I'm like, I stood there, I was like, someone's watching me. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on over here? This? And it, it must have felt great at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and then literally that same day with the, you know, Doors we open. The restaurant within one five way within five minutes, it was a thirty-minute wait of opening the doors. Wow! Yeah. And you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you need to get a bigger place. You need to expand. You need to do that." No, I do not want to. We do not want to do that. We don't want to get a bunch of other people trying to cook our food. Not just that, we don't have loans. Everything that we've done, it's with the money that we work with. We're not tied up by any banks. We don't know the We bank. don't feel like we're gonna die. We don't pay anything because everything's paid. It's like it's it's if so free. Yeah, it's like a free we, we freedom of like I feel free and yeah. comfortable and I can breathe. I don't want something that is not gonna let me breathe. I want something that is gonna like bring the passion, not burn my passion. Yeah. Or, Die my passion? No, I don't want that. You don't want somebody to take your flamethrower no, away. No, no, no. It's like a bad marriage. It's like a bad marriage. Like you can't do that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no. no. Take give her back the sticks and make yeah. a fire with yeah. them. Yeah. So that's the thing, and that's what we're doing. That's why we don't mind that. That our backyard looks like that. I would rather our backyard look like that right now than to be like thirty grand in debt just to have like two people just to have two people sit back there right now because it's cold and rainy and nobody wants to do it. With the weather and stuff right now, it's perfect because now we could save for a couple weeks. Then we can invest a couple grand of what we save, put it in the bank, and instead of owing the bank, we just paid from our savings. Yeah. Yeah. And then the backyard is gonna get fixed up. And And we're never gonna worry about it. Because exactly. we pay for it yeah. and it's done, and it's like now that investment is going to come back four times. Yeah, and then I don't have to worry about her yelling at me. Did you pay the bill for the loan <laughs> and the market? You know, the same thing with our equipment that we're getting now. We're getting good deals, and we're gonna, you know, upgrade everything. And things here are going to be upgraded too. It's That's awesome. So a lot of people. It almost sounds like there's got to there's going to be time for an episode two of oh, you know yeah. besitos fine cuisine. It, you know, catch up in a couple of weeks, see how things are going. But I want to ask um, my last question is, um, 
this one's for you right now, Charles, is what's one piece of advice that you could share and then, um, you know, one piece of advice that you could share and then at the end, the third piece of advice being one that both of you can agree on by sharing. I mean, you could probably agree on the other two, but like, what is one piece of advice for somebody who wants to start their own business that you wish out to them? No, don't, don't get a restaurant. No. Um, gosh, one piece of advice, you know, don't be focused on, God, you just sent me something too. That I, she's, you know, it's funny because we both, we don't sleep. Like, so, I mean, we're always thinking like, oh God, what if we could make this? So sometimes it's like middle of the night and I'm sending her something. I was like, check this out. And, you know, um, and, and, you know, one, one bit of advice like I could say is don't try to be like everybody else when you do what you want to do. If we stuck to the blueprints of doing a restaurant and if we stuck with the pre-made food that you reheat or if we stuck with the skimpy 18 to 20 bacon instead of going for the big thick 10 to 12 cut if you stick and you try to be like everybody else you're not going to succeed with us we stand out because we do what we like to do we kind of break the rules as to as far as like food goes and what's you know we're not trying to be traditional we're not trying to be what everybody else is we're doing our own thing and that's the that's that's one thing i can say is do your own thing don't try to impress everybody and do what everybody else is doing because it's trendy don't put entrepreneur don't put entrepreneur in your ig profile you know just go out and be it just be who you are and then the people will come and then you'll inspire the people and then you're gonna grow into what you want to be without forcing it too much yeah thank you and with me will be don't be afraid of failing failure is teaching you from fail you just pick yourself up and you learn from your lesson and keep going like that's the the major thing people um get scared like a baby a baby because we don't born walking we start doing steps we fall and we don't say i'm never gonna walk again (laughs) i give up and then you're gonna no you said you pick yourself up and you do two steps more and until you running and you're doing marathons and you're doing all that but um that's the thing i i i fail um so many times I start all over so many times and every time I start all over again to me it was an adventure it's not like oh my god I'm gonna start all over again because yeah. I started when I was my god five years ago I start a new life and it's so good like it gave me another book to write yeah. five years ago oh. yeah. we came around five years ago <laughs> but it, it feels so good it's like it had the time when I had my kids and I was a mom and I did have my business but I was focusing on my two kids my kid, my two kids are now to college university and now it's my new book and it's so fun and I fell so many times and I picked myself up again that it's so good. Even when I came to this country, I started so many times and every single time is like an adventure. If you see life that way, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. You're like a superhero. And it feels like it too, yeah, yeah. when you love things. It does, feels good. So what are we greeting? Thank you, yeah, thank you for that one too. I think one. Oh, that you could agree if if it's kind of funny it's a quote i heard it's it's if if you fight for your dreams your dreams will fight for you and i could go back to the photography aspects in my life when i started shooting off of, against a white wall in my room that's how i started my photography and i learned from there and i went from you know countless hours of learning Photoshop, being up late at night, taking my camera everywhere I go, shooting this, what happens if I do that, just learning and fighting and fighting. So that white wall in my room ended up turning into a studio 
with us here at Pasitos, we, you know, we started as a meal prep company, but then we didn't really know nothing about the restaurant. We were coming back here and trying to cook stuff and learning how to cook more. We came here, I mean, we're here, we were here day and night. Let's try to make this plate, let's try to make that. Day and night, just working hard, working hard, hard, hard. And we went from maybe making 30 bucks a day on a Saturday and three people come in to now we have lines out the door. We sell out of stuff. I swear, I, I did a case of chicken and I sold out a chicken last week, you know, we fought, we fight hard to make Besitos happen. We fight hard to make this a place for people to come and enjoy the food and enjoy the atmosphere and love this. And we fought to make things happen. And everything that we were fighting for, for the past year is really starting to pay off now because geez, we are just so. And you're always like that. It's, if you fight for your dreams, it's like it's, um the law of gravity you throw and comes back to you and I always say that good or bad yeah. you throw good and it's gonna come back good you work hard you, it's gonna come back to you no, it doesn't matter what it is you have good intentions it's gonna come back to you yeah kind of like kind of like what we did today with the you know with the with the soccer player from East Union it's like you know when you get a chance to do something good and positive go for it do it I mean we've done we don't even question it. Like we have to. No, she messaged me last night. She sent this. She says, "Look what happened." I was like, "What do you want to do about it?" She said, "You know what? Why don't we give them half the drawer that we make on Friday, and then all the tips?" So we actually. Can you can you share us what happened, just so the people listening have an idea? So so right before you came in, I was actually Jace, um, the JV coach. I actually know the um, the varsity and the and the JV coach for East Union Soccer. Um, <clears throat> and what it is is that um, beginning of the, at the beginning of the season, a, 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 a kid, one of the kids named Pablo, you know, they were running and you know playing the game. He says, you know, my my chest kind of hurts. He was breathing kind of funny and everything. Kid's only seventeen. Turns to find out he he has lung cancer. He has like a tumor on his lung. He's seventeen, dude. Like when I was telling dad, like his eyes were watering and stuff. So, you know. So he has lung cancer. I think he's been going to, um, you know, the kids' hospital in San Francisco. I know that one pretty well too. But they did a um, they did a charity game for him last night at Sierra and stuff. And I wish I would have known about that charity. I would have got my cleats. <laughs> Could have ran with those kids and done some charity <laughs> charity soccer. You know, I'm not that bad. But you know, our our, our company AS Designs too. They they actually printed up the shirts and everything like that. So I guess at this fundraiser game. There was like a donation tip jar or something by the concession stand and it went missing, so to say. I want to say it went missing, you know, and what's funny is, not funny, but you know, it kind of shows the character of this this kid, Pablo. I, I want to say, I, I, I read one of the, the quotes, he says, you know what, it's okay if somebody took it, they needed it more than I did. And I was like, dude, you're fighting for your life right now, like, you're, you got cancer. And, and stuff and that's like and that's your mentality that's just that's freaking awesome so you know that kind of goes to like when we're like we got to do something let's do something you know and I graduated from East Junior in 98 you know I'm alumni and you know when you do it goes back to what we say when you do get a chance to do something good you do it you have to do it and that's going to spark and start a chain reaction of you know throwing out the good good comes back it's going to just do that so we, we did half of our drawer today, got the tips too, and raised them a pretty good chunk of money today. It was a busy Friday, that's why, that's awesome, yeah. that's why I was like, oh, and when Jason was here, I was telling him, I was like, did I say half? Or was it like an eighth of the drawer that we were doing today? Like, I can't remember what, amazing, what percentage were we gonna give the kid. I mean, and that, that, you know, that just, shows you know your two three pieces of advice of you know first one is um be different right second one was uh, don't be afraid of failing and then the third one was the quote of if you fight hard for your dreams your dreams will fight hard for you mm-hmm. um and so you know you guys are already making the big impact on the community on bringing a new business and bringing you something new to the community but also oh, making sure that you help it out 
have a platform, and that was one of the things too when we first got here. We talked about we want to help the we want to get involved with the community. We want to help the community. We were even talking about having, um, you know, going to the local high schools and then having like the local art classes decorate our place. You know, do paintings. We're gonna hang them up. The end of the month, you're gonna sell tickets. We're gonna auction off you guys' artwork in our backyard with food, et cetera, et cetera. And you guys keep the money for college. You know, we want to do stuff and get this community involved more. And, and you know, it's it, it's gonna be what you put into it is what you're gonna get. Yeah. And the negative aspect of downtown and all that stuff, we want to really change that. We want people to not be afraid to come downtown. We want people to see this place is there. It's gonna be okay to go downtown. Well, uh, thank you too for your time and, you know, thank you for sharing that knowledge and the experience. Um, I think, you know, having conversations with people like you two um, really helps people who are listening on whether or not, you know, they are working on a business idea or they have a dream that they're trying to reach and knowing that other people can do it, you know, and getting that experience and advice is also going to push them. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Special thank you to Charles and Givia, and a very special thanks to you for listening. This podcast is produced by Triple C Digital Media, a marketing agency who wants to help your business grow online. Make sure your business ads are seen on social media platforms as well as different search sites like Google. You can find the business information at triplecdigitalmedia.com forward slash Central Valley Hustlers. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast from wherever you're listening. This was an episode of Central Valley Hustlers. We will see you next Tuesday.